I'm great at sound bites. Like the actual podcast, I'm not so sure, but I can give you sound bites for days. What? Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas Podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Patterson and Jay Smith. So why don't you tee us up with what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about small businesses. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for it. And things related to small businesses. Go for it. Let's see what we get. Let's see what kind of magic we just happened to stumble into. So how I interpreted what you wanted to talk about was small businesses that are local to us or that we're familiar with that are either doing something really unique or just something really right that should be pointed out and could maybe help our businesses or help our 1 million worldwide listeners. That's pretty much exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Well, we'll see how good I I did on the assignment (laughs) afterwards. All right. I think you should start. You think I should start. Okay. So, um, and there are quite a few, actually, I even started a blog series last year. I even interviewed some of these business owners as I was getting started in marketing small businesses. So I don't want to, you know, leave anybody out or anything like that. The first one that I want to bring up, and these are in no order of importance, would be Bay's Bakery. Mm. B-A-E-S-B-A-E-K-E-R-Y. They're a cookie shop and Abigail and Griffin are the owners. They're two of the nicest I call them kids because they're young. Uh, they're two of the nicest people I've ever met. And they, they're homespun, just like us with our small businesses. Uh, Abigail learned how to make cakes a couple of years ago and just continued honing her craft. And now they run really fun little cake workshops that you can, Ooh. oh, it's, it's so awesome. Like I have no business baking anything or decorating anything or being around anything baked or decorated unless I'm just devouring it. <laughs> And I made a not horrible little Halloween cake last year. And Susan, Susan was there too. Hers was far more artistic than mine. I've got a picture of them somewhere, but it was so fun. And Abigail was a a tremendous teacher. Like I I can't imagine, you know, not only getting yourself in just a couple of years to where you're making award-winning cakes and, and making these large wedding cakes too, but also just being able to teach a class full of 20 people. I was an idiot. Um, but super patient, was able to work the room. Griffin was just there, you know, handing people more supplies as they needed and just keeping the, you know, keeping little wine flowing and stuff. And it was, it was a great time. They've recently expanded. Yay for so them. They were, they started out in a small shop in, uh, old Louisville, just North of the UofL campus. And we visited quite often. Uh, matter of fact, we did one of our, um, high school video shoots there where um, the students got to shoot everything about the bakery. We made them some videos and stuff for social media. And now they've recently moved to a larger location in Crescent Hill. So they're growing. They're on the move. And I think it's just, you know, when I, when I saw them in old Louisville and the few times we went in there, 
neighborhood people would come in. They, they warmed, warmly welcomed them all. They were the epitome of a neighborhood bakery. And now they're in Crescent Hill, which is also a very old area. Um, so it's not just a commercial area or a strip mall. It's, there's, they're in a very old kind of Victorian house on, on Frankfurt Avenue. And I just, I just love everything they do. And, you know, baking is a, it's a labor of love. It's, it's the kind of thing where you can't just kind of make cookies and cakes and sell them as a commodity. You can, and there are bakeries in Louisville that do it, and they've been around for a long time. But that's why Bay's Bakery resonates so well with me because they, they are passionate about what they do. There's personality behind it, and it's just an awesome place. And they're building community. They are building community. And, yeah, and that's a big deal. You know, being a woman-owned business is a big deal to Abigail. Staying local and, and you know, supporting the local community they're just awesome. It's uh, interesting that you talked about the baking classes because in a previous episode, something that you said that really stuck with me was um, talking about kind of building your confidence by teaching other people a skill you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, after we recorded that, that really stuck with me because um, it's important for yourself, but it's also important for your community, if you will, whether it's you know a few people you know or a city. Sure. So I think that's really inspiring that, you know, they're not just making things and selling them, but they're inviting people to be a part of the process. That's really cool. Yeah. Say their name again for that the listeners. Bay's Bakery, B-A-E on both of those words. So it gives my, my ADHD a little bit of rage, but it's cool. <laughs> I didn't name it. It's not mine. <laughs> they make up for it with their baked oh, goods. Oh, and by the way, they make these humongous cookies. Mm. We were just there yesterday morning i think and now they have biscuit sandwiches and i can tell they make the biscuits too and oh man they're so good and it's it's the cookies are like really really big and dense and they're so good that's such a nice feeling sure. when you have really positive feelings towards a business and then they reciprocate those sure. back to you yeah it takes it to a whole nother level yeah. send, send them this well maybe oh i will i mean yeah i mean i wish nothing but i mean it's a locally owned business it's a woman-owned business it's you know, they do everything right that I've seen. I want nothing but success for them and, and what they love doing. Maybe we could do like a tasting. Wait, hey, maybe we'll maybe we'll go do one of their cake classes and we'll do a live from it. <gasps> that would be so much fun. That would be fun. I love that. That would be fun. Yay. Okay. Well, let's see. See if we can't wheedle our way into their fame. Hashtag wheedlers. <laughs> we yeah, wheedle. We do. We wheedle a lot. Copyright that too. Yeah. I have a lot of small business friends, but the first thing that came to mind was the flea off market. They host um, vendor markets and I've done a ton of their vendor markets. I have a really great time. They put on a great event, but they were the first people I thought of because they are very purpose driven. They strive to be handicap accessible as much as they possibly can, okay. um, which is really important to me because a lot of vendor events are not handicap accessible at all. Like in the second floor of a church. <laughs> yeah, or in the middle of a field with a gravel lot to park in. And again, nothing wrong with that. They're not 100% accessible all the time, but they really strive to be handicap accessible. And one of their main goals is uh, fair commerce. Okay. So for the people that are selling and for the people that are buying, their events are always free to the customers. They have donation boxes to help pay for the people that work for them. They don't 
I don't know if they have volunteers, but they have people that they pay to help run these events. Okay. And they strive to give them fair pay, fair working hours. And unfortunately, that's just kind of rare in the vendor event craft fair market. Well, okay. So I, I not only have I had a lot of success there because they really um, strive to put on events that people are going to come and shop. So they're really looking out for their vendors, but they're really looking out for the people that work for them and for the customers as well. It's cool. So um, that was that was kind of where my, my mind went first. Okay. Awesome. So my next one, it's not too much of a departure, but it's pregame coffee. Mm. And actually it's funny because now Bay's Bakery is almost right across the street from them. Now, I met Rob, the owner, uh, through a uh, through a veteran small business kind of combine thing that we were both into, and I went down and met him at his old location in Nulu that he opened literally as COVID hit. Oh no! So he was he was fighting an uphill battle from the get go, and um, went there a few times, and then he moved, and he closed up because you know the landlord whatever you know there's a lot of there's a lot of development going on down there in Nulu constantly, and I guess they had sold the building and basically said, yeah, your lease is up. So he got he got really fortunate in that there was a an historical building that used to be a small, an antique mall or something. It's a very old building in Crescent Hill, and he renovated the entire thing. But I want to move back on to why pregame is so cool. So Rob had a, a long career in health insurance. And he said, like a lot of people in health insurance and management, he was going to write the book that was going to revolutionize American healthcare system, like tell everybody what was wrong and how to fix it and all that. And in the course of writing his book in coffee shops, he just, he found and created a market for something that he felt was missing. Wow. And that was a coffee shop where he could sit there and work on his book that eventually turned into a place he could watch the game and have a drink. Huh. Day to night. Exactly. And he's, so he has created, first of all, the atmosphere in, I hosted an event, a website roast in the upstairs room. His space is gorgeous. I know that the Louisville racing soccer team goes there a lot. That's kind of their hangout. Ooh. He's got like a 12 foot TV upstairs where he shows all the games. He's a big fan of Chicago, everything Chicago. And he wanted to recreate kind of the neighborhood coffee shop bar thing that they have in Chicago that we don't really have down here. You, know, yeah. you just don't have a neighborhood kind of hangout where the same people go in and out every day. I've had interviews at, at his shop. I've met clients at his shop. I've held an event at his shop. He does card game nights. He's got, I think it's this upcoming weekend, he's got a professional wrestler, a local professional wrestler who's going to be there signing autographs and talking to people. He does theme nights. And he also is like, constantly honing his offerings like his whole menu is custom drinks that he has studied and learned and he's even gone to see other people who are like the gurus in coffee liquor drinks to, wow. to learn what he's doing and they're also locally themed like you know sting like a bee for muhammad ali he's just really cool and his shop is amazing and he's a veteran-owned business but yeah pre-game coffee the place is awesome I love hearing a story about um, a veteran. Anyways, it's something that's close to my heart, but it's also always really fascinating to me. And we talked about this in our dream interviewees episode. Mm -hmm. People 
not that the opportunity fell in his lap necessarily, but that it, it was almost like it was destiny that it came to him. I think that's just so fascinating and how uh, how many times has that happened to me and I missed it or something, you know? Sure. So for him to see it and then seize the opportunity, I think that's really awesome. Absolutely. Is it my turn now? It's your turn. Okay. My next one is actually a bar. It is in New Albany, Indiana, Not- and it is called Hugh E. Burr's. First name Hugh, H-U-G-H, middle initial E, last name Burr, B-I-R. Okay. Um, You can try and Google it, but they don't have any social media. Um, (laughs) The thing that made them on my list is we're always talking about being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And this is if you close your eyes and you imagine a hole-in-the-wall throwback dive bar, Mm -hmm. that is what they are. And they are never going to be anything else. And I think that is why they are so successful. Bar is about 50 years old, maybe older. The owner, Huey Burr, is a Marine veteran. Okay. And he kind of looks like an older, smaller country version of like one of the ZZ Top guys. Okay. He's got like the long beard. And on Friday and Saturday night, him and his buddies play old oh, country cool. rock. Yeah. There's something to be said about trying new things and innovating yourself. But there's also something about this is what works. This is what we are. And this is how we're always going to be. Uh, if you're in this area, I highly suggest you go on a Friday or Saturday night, grab a couple PBRs, sit at the bar, listen to them play. It takes you back to a to a better time and and it's how old are you come on I'm, I'm <laughs> talking like i mean i guess that's the thing that's when i was a kid and you like imagined a bar you saw a bar in a movie like that's what you saw it, when i was a kid there were bars in denny's really mm-hmm. in california when i was young in california there was this giant like a castle wood door you know all carved and ornate and huge and heavy and the little sign, you know, must be, I think it was 21. It might have even said 18 at the time. But, yeah, there was a bar. Like, I remember it in every Denny's. I don't know if it was in every Denny's. There probably still is one or two in California that have them. Wow. Yeah. Are you from California? That's where I was born, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Everybody says it like that. Like, I'll explain some shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Good call. All right. So, my next one. A little unique. Ooh. In that there's nothing in this place for me to buy. It's not for me. Oh, okay. It's a women's retail store called Toonies in Westport Village. Uh, Susan and I go there fairly often. We've been going there probably two years since we discovered it. Immediately, I just struck up a conversation because that's what I did as a web developer. You know, I'm always meeting the small business owner and kind of wheeling my way in and talking about their marketing and all that. And so impressed. It's run by a woman and her two daughters. And their social media is on point. They spend a lot of energy modeling clothes, putting it on social media to music. The one daughter that I talked to graduated with a degree in marketing and came back to help with the business. And uh, they do just everything right in that store. I am such a ridiculous fanboy. Like Susan thinks I'm flirting with them all the time because I'm like, (laughs) Ooh, you, you guys do this. And it's, it's so, it's so good. Like, the last time we were there, and I had never noticed this before, and I know this isn't unique to them, but I just noticed that they were holding 
dressing rooms for people that were gathering up clothes and they were writing their name in chalk on a little chalkboard on the front of the dressing room. Like, okay. But then as the women are in there trying on clothes, the three or four different people who work in the store are walking by. Everything going okay, Nicole? Everything going okay, Jackie? And it's three or four different people making those touch points. My God, that is so damn smart. Mm -hmm. The the checkout desk is just two desks with a wide open side. So the people who work there are constantly drifting in and out. And just whoever's there happens to help. So so throughout the store, which is a rather large space, uh, and there's a bunch of different sections, they are, you're constantly getting touch points with the different people who work there. And... On many occasions, Susan's tried stuff on, and they're like, oh, that looks great, or that's nah, not you. They're, they're not trying to upsell anything. They are, they are genuinely excited for, for the shoppers to find things that really work for them. Ugh, that makes my, my little oh, retail so cool. heart. For a store, it's not for me. For me to be just, like, blown away at all the small, just the small little touches, their, their social media is well run, mainly because of consistency. Like they show up in my feed every single day. I've we've been in the store while they are constantly switching out clothes and doing these kind of like a little fashion show with music kind of thing where they're coming out and then they'll they'll pop in little pictures of the earrings that they're wearing or the purse and the clothing. They go to these shows and buy like it's not stuff you can buy at other stores locally. They go to these trade shows and they buy stuff from designers and bring it back. So it's not anything you're gonna find at other stores in Louisville really. If I were to decide to open a retail store, I would go work there for free just to soak in the way they do things. I'm so impressed with the way they run that business. It would not surprise me at all to see them franchised out and see Toonies in other states in the next couple of years because they, they just run that place so well. I hope they do because... If, if that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come from the world of retail and that's what every major retailer is trying to fake, to be frank. They want that feel and they want that vibe, but they are, they're not going to really be able to achieve it, no. right? So they're trying to fake it. And they're trying to trick their customers into having that same feeling. And so it just warms my heart to, to hear about places that are really doing it. But you, it's a skill to run a retail where you are able to build personal connections, forge those relationships with that customer, whether they're there to try on one shirt or they're there shopping for two hours. And like I said, so many places are trying to fake it. They're trying everything to fake it. And I love to hear about that. You would love this place. Like I, I want to go there and get a job I'm, now. I'm, I, I'm, I'm nothing but impressed with everything they do. And I would honestly, I think they could. So, this will segue into another local business real quick. Leo Fonte, Fonte's Coffee Shop. You love coffee. I do. No, I don't, actually. Not really. Um, <laughs> I don't. Only when I'm cold or tired. So Leo, he's a fixture in coffee. He's He's been around the Louisville scene for a long time. He knows everything there is to know. He learned in Europe. He's legit. And he actually trains other up-and-coming coffeehouse purveyors on how to run a European style coffee house. And Fancy. I, I think Toonies could do the same thing if they wanted to, because there are tons of smaller boutique retail shops in Louisville. And we've been to many of them. 
And, you know, often it's just one person there. So they're not kind of the size of Toonies. Toonies, I'd say there's probably six or seven people working at any given time in the main store. And there's also an outlet around the corner that, that they put their off-season stuff for at a discount. Wow. Yeah, and there's, is it, there's always at least two people working over there. And they are all so engaging. But I'll bet, I mean, Toonies could really charge and train people on how to run these businesses. Like, everything they do is really top-notch. It sounds like these ladies... Oh, yeah. really understand the art form of um, instant engagement and instant building relationships and having honesty with your customers. And I, I don't know. I just, I want to leave here and go straight there. So <laughs> just tell them Jay sent you. And if they don't know who I am to say, it's that idiot with the tattoos on his arms that won't leave you all alone. Cause he's <laughs> asking you all the questions. <laughs> Cause he loves you guys. Cause so I'm much. a fan. Boy. I do have one more business. I have a lot of small business friends, right? So <laughs> I, I'm not um, picking or choosing, but you know, I mean, I could list a million businesses that I love, but my last one is KKP Boudoir. It is, um, a lovely lady named Caitlin, and she's a photographer. She ran the pool party last year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is part of the reason why she's on my list. So she does boudoir photography. I think she does lots of other kinds of photography, too. But um, That's I, the coolest part. Right? And that's how I got to know her. I actually met her at a vendor event, and she commissioned me to help with the pool party last year. But what I think is really unique about her and something that inspires me is, first of all, her photography is very pro-body positivity. and cool. But her marketing and the way that she does that, she really does it to serve her business, obviously, but to also serve her clients. So like the pool party, for example. She has a pool party every year. Um, she has it at a pool that it's like after hours. So it's closed to the public. It's just for the patrons and it's a sober party, which is kind of, especially in Louisville, you know, if you want to do something with adults, it's almost always going to involve alcohol, sure. which is fine by us. But <laughs> if you are sober um, and, you know, trying to maintain that, it can be hard to find places where you can go and socialize and meet new people. that doesn't involve alcohol. Sure. Um, and she just provides this pool party where people can come. They can, regardless of how they look or feel, they can come in their bathing suit. Everybody's going to think that they look awesome and they're in a safe, positive environment. And obviously she does this to market her business, but it really serves her community sure. at the end of the day to create a safe place for people to get together and have a good time. I just think that's so cool and smart, and it would never cross my mind because I'm dumb. Um, and she goes to pride events, and again, she's marketing her business, but she's really supporting her community. Um, she really strives to make her clients feel as awesome as she sees them and let them know how they look from everybody else's eyes instead. She's always your worst critic, sure. you know? I just admire that about her so much. That's um, cool. I, like I said in a previous episode, I struggle with intrusive thoughts, and I'm always my worst enemy. And she's that kind of person that makes you feel like you can see yourself how she sees you. So if you can follow her at KKP Boudoir, I would encourage everybody to do that and help her out because she's really, you know, she's serving her clients, not just with her photography, okay. but in a lot of other ways. I admire that about her. Okay. So I've got one more. 
and I just discovered it a few weeks ago because I was doing a Canopy event, a coffee and learn thing for the Canopy organization. Could you explain what the Canopy organization is for people who might not know? Yeah, so it's an organization for that is for for-profit businesses in Kentucky that want to certify their purpose. So we, those of us that are Canopy certified, we go through a process where we do a lot of online learning and we, we create our DEI statements and we make sure that we have um, policies around our environmental impact and our social impact and employee reviews and team meetings, all that stuff is laid out. And there are some very large companies who are already on board. I think they're up to about 25. It's about a year old certification. We just, or they just had the third good business summit. And I mean, Maker's Mark was there, Toyota was there, UofL was there. It's a big deal. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of a B Corp. Um, it's a much larger thing. It's a big certification that costs, you got to hire a consultant. It's a big deal. And it's for, you know, large companies like Patagonia who want to certify their impact on society and the environment. And what Scott, who is the founder of Canopy is wanting to do is create something more accessible to small businesses. So it's not near as expensive to do, uh, and eventually wants to become a lobbying uh, organization for small businesses in Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm a, uh, Root of Pie is a canopy certified organization. Yes. And, uh, because I am a carnival barker and like hearing myself talk, I often go to their coffee and learns for potential new businesses and talk about my experience in, in, in getting certification. Cool. Uh, this last one was at a newly developed building at ninth and main and, it's part of an organization called West of Ninth that is trying to build up and put entertainment and uh, good places to go west of Ninth in Louisville. Uh, you know, well over 40% of the population in Louisville is still living in the West End, which is not well developed. Hmm. And the coffee shop downstairs in this building, which is right next to 64, is called Black Coffee. And I believe they may have trained with Leo Fonte as well. You can kind of tell the, the markers in there. Beautiful little coffee shop. Actually, it's not that little. Uh, great food, uh, great atmosphere, great coffee drinks, and I just I like their whole vibe. And their social media is pretty good too. They're very active on social media. And what what really I love about Black Coffee is it's kind of like the vanguard in this movement to to really expand the nice things about downtown Nulu that area and push them west of Ninth and and create fun and entertaining and, and destination places for people to go in Louisville that doesn't end right there at 64. And that's, that's why I really like black coffee because it's kind of like the first, it's the first stone in that salvo and it's only going to grow, I think. Yeah. Um, would you say for those who are familiar with the West end of Louisville, would you say that they're trying to do that in a way that doesn't move the people and the culture of the West end? Oh, out? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I met, the young lady who's kind of spearheading that effort, Janetta uh, Roberts, I believe is her name. And she's a real estate developer. Um, so she's being very intentional. So she, she has that, that two story building there that black coffee's in the ground floor of upstairs. There's a organization called amped that is a technology training space for people who don't have the access to those resources everywhere else. Um, there's a couple of other organizations and she's very, very, intentional about who occupies those spaces in that building. There's a, there's a medical 
uh, medical services company that's in there. So from what I've seen, this is not a gentrification project. This is taking the culture that's already there and providing them kind of the awesomeness that we take for granted throughout the rest of downtown. That's awesome. Yeah. I love to hear that. That really warms my heart. There's just, there's a ton of opportunity. I've worked with another lady uh, who owns a staffing company, TriMen Solutions, Sean Spencer. She's also involved in that. She's working on a community grocery. There's a lot of activity going on. There's also a uh, organization called One West that's already, I think, up to $10 million in funding. And wow. I, I'm not sure what their ultimate benchmark is, but I looked I looked at their uh, their information, and this initiative has already borne fruit. I think it was in Charlotte with the same woman who ran it in Charlotte. So I think in the next 10, 15, and 20 years, the West End is really going to be something exciting. It makes me happy that, that people are trying to not just go in and build a bunch of fancy stuff for people with money, they're really trying to build on top of the culture and the history of that area. So I think that's really cool. What I would like to say, though, is if you are somebody who likes to read, find a local bookstore. Seek out a small business that you haven't spent money at before and check them out. And if they suck, you know, that's on them. But you've, you've done your good deed. All right. So this week we discussed some Louisville local small businesses that we really get down with. If you have a local business in the Louisville, Southern Indiana area that you want us to check out and talk about on the podcast, okay. comment on our YouTube video or on Instagram at More Gooder Ideas, Facebook, the More Gooder Ideas podcast. And I'm Angie Patterson. And I'm Jay Smith. Bye. Bye. I am getting really good at that. Yeah, you are. That's your job now. <laughs>